Hello, hello. Welcome to the Mother Days podcast. I am your host, Sarah Wright Olson. And I'm Teresa Palma. How's it going, everyone? Hi, um, daisies. We have a couple of legends on today. Yes, we do. Your legend looms large. <laughs> we have um, actresses, mothers, podcasting co-hosts, sister wives, besties, Rachel Bielsen and Olivia Allen, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, guys. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? A splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They are from the amazing Broad Ideas podcast. And if you guys listened to our episode, then that is where you saw all four of us fall in love. We really did. <laughs> yeah. We still talk about that day. We were like, that was really epic. That was so fun. And there were so many things we didn't actually end up talking about on the podcast. I was like, we could have had like three episodes of that one because we just could not stop talking it was really nice no I think you guys we stayed talking for like an hour after we stopped recording just yes yeah and then I think we started texting immediately after (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that was the juicy stuff we were talking about the juicy stuff then the the off-air only stuff yeah behind the scenes (laughs) yeah oh my gosh and now we're going away together guys this yes. awesome foursome. I know our first trip planned. I know. I'm so excited. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Oh my God. We're so excited that you guys, first of all, that you're coming, but not only are you coming, it forced you both to do something that you were, I think, wanting to do. Yes. yes. Night waning. I'm not night waning. <laughs> Can you please? Let's just night talk. Oh, yeah. 
night okay. weaning. I usually night wean at two. So that's my thing is I let them have it as much as they want during the day, but I really want to try and get some sleep. So two, they hit two and I start night weaning. I Prairie's been the hardest for sure. Mm. The, the, I started and now I've retreated only because I actually left her. She just wants one particular bottle. I bought this one bottle. It was a bottle that she likes and I left it at my house and I'm staying at Sarah's. So I'm basically going to have to speed night wean <laughs> as soon as I get back to my house using the one bottle that she wants because everything oh else God. she's rejecting. And she was like, I want blue bottles. Oh, my gosh. Like, blue bottles back at the house. And she really is so specific about it. Um, so my night weaning is not going great, but actually, she's going to be fine. I know she's going to be fine. We're only yeah. going away for two nights. I'm sort of lolling on the inside about Mark's <laughs> two nights of sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there you go, sucker. Enjoy. You're going to oh, see what no. it's like. Oh, um, my God. But, yeah, what about you, Sarah? How's it going? Uh, it's been fine. I mean, it was a struggle the first few nights. I felt like I was like I had a newborn again because every, mm-hmm. like, few hours she was, like, crying and like she kept saying to me it's so funny when you're night weaning a three-year-old it's like you're having full conversations right so she's like I don't know how to go to sleep like this you know that's what she says to me (laughs) and I'm like oh my god internally I'm cracking up because I'm like what why did I wait so long she's like I need to suck on something yeah she's like she goes I just need something in my mouth is what she said (laughs) and I was like oh Oh, yes. I was like, well, you know, we're just going to have to snuggle. And so I just keep like feeding her that narrative during the day. Like, <laughs> you know, when we were like upset at night, we'll just snuggle and we'll be fine. And she's like, yeah, oh we'll be God. fine. And then she's like, I don't like this plan, you know, oh and it's gosh. like, but it's fine. Like last night she did great. I got, I wear the Oro ring. So I got like nine hours and 24 minutes <gasps> of sleep. Wow. Yeah. So she went to sleep at eight. eight. Yeah, well, I was at eight. eight I did. <laughs> I was going to, I don't know how how you do that anyway me yeah. either <laughs> I, I was do it. tired I know you can <laughs> yeah, but like I find if I go to sleep when I want to which is like by nine because I'm at, I'm so tired yeah my body will wake me up at 4 a.m like okay you've got seven hours that's it that's all you're getting yeah. or whatever it is and I yes. can't do past that that's a that's like a superpower yeah, that you is. both have I, I wonder if it's a Libra thing I know I wonder oh. too yeah like, because yeah. I get really good. This is a funny thing about the wearing the aura ring because, like, Eric is obsessed with it and he's like, he's always talking about his deep sleep or his REM sleep or like whatever. And I get so much deep sleep and he's always like, seriously, you only got six <laughs> hours of sleep because the baby was up like most of the night. But I get like two and a half hours of deep sleep, wow. which means like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a really solid score. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I was like, I don't oh know if it's gosh. Libra or a mom thing. Like, I don't know, but I can definitely fall into the deep. I like the competitive aura rings. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And now I'm going to jump into the competition and you know how competitive yeah. I get because she's going to yeah. get me one. She's going to reach out to That's her right. friends over at yeah. Aura. Thanks, Aura. Um, <laughs> yeah, we want them too, Aura. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. Olivia, Rachel, Teresa. Yep. <laughs> Let's have an Aura exactly. off. 
Let's yeah. have a yeah. oh That's right. <laughs> that would be fun on our trip. <laughs> on our trip. I know. We're all going to be like $12. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I want to jump in for a second and tell you guys how I first met Rachel because I'm not sure we really talked about it on your podcast, but it's such a crazy, wild story. So do you remember (laughs) you met my boyfriend, Stewie? You met him. He was like an Aussie rules footy player. Stewie Jew and I, we were at the Toronto Film Festival and Film him Festival. and I, yes, we were obsessed with the OC. Like that was one of our biggest shows Like we lived together and and that was our like show. Every single time it was on, we got the popcorn out. We like, it was, we made like a ritual of watching the <laughs> OC. So we're at the Toronto Film Festival. I am so new to the film industry that the only famous person I've really met is like Isla Fisher from Home and Away and Bono at a party. And I we're like sitting in the Toronto Film Festival and I was like, oh my God, it is, it's summer. It's summer. Oh my gosh, it's Rachel Bilson. <laughs> and him and I both were like, holy shit, it's Rachel Bilson <laughs> from the OC. And we sat next to you. I don't even remember. Do you remember? Was it a party? Or- I, well, let me tell, I have to tell you, Teresa, because like yes. I have zero memory, right? I remember nothing. I have the most vivid memory of this. <sighs> we were at a party at a restaurant at the Toronto Film Festival. I had a movie. Sarah, this is where it gets crazy. The Last Kiss, <laughs> which is where I met Eric. What? Okay. And Zach Braff and I were at this party, this <gasps> after party, and you and your boyfriend came up to me and you introduced yourself. And what's even weirder is you were in Toronto because you were filming Jumper. <gasps> okay. Now this is where it gets so nuts. It gets so weirder. This, it gets weirder, guys. It gets weirder. <laughs> this is this is the coolest thing. So then we're on this high. We're like, we just met Rachel Bills and this is so exciting. I love her so much. And I had been doing rehearsals for this movie, Jumper in Toronto. So I'm in Toronto. I'm doing rehearsals on this movie. And I've talked about this experience before. This was like that experience where I had insomnia and it just did not feel right for me to be on this film. And I was so stressed out and there was so much anxiety. And I had a lot of experiences that like made me feel a little bit uncomfortable on that movie, right? So I was sort of at the end of my tether and I was so stressed out, but we had gone to this beautiful party and we had this amazing time. And then I told Doug Lyman, who was the director, I was like, oh my God, guess who I met at this party? (laughs) I met Rachel Bilson, who was in the OC. And now Doug Lyman directed the pilot pilot. of the OC. So he he knew you. And also, if you guys are watching on YouTube, behind me, there's a movie called American Made Up because I'm in Sarah's house. He also directed American Made, which Sarah gosh, is so in. Weird. This is so crazy. There's way too many synchronicities. crossovers. Way too many crossovers. Anyway, so I'm like, oh my God, I just met Rachel Bilson. She's amazing. She's actually my favorite actress and she's incredible. And I had been I had been going and he was like, oh my gosh, she's great. I, I loved her. She was so great. And I was like, I know she's my favorite thing on the show and she's just so vibrant and she's just so amazing, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and I'd heard rumblings that they were going to change the characters in this movie from like freshly out of high school to sort of like mid-20s right so I had heard rumblings that I was going to be replaced potentially and I was like please please like I really want to because I was so stressed out and I really just wanted to go home and I missed my life and I wasn't feeling fully comfortable and my co-star had already been replaced like a month earlier this beautiful actor called Tom Sturridge and who I wound up working with 
by the way. Who you wound up working with. Yes. Who we love. 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 So talented. So talented. And they just brought in Hayden Christensen to play his role. Who's that? Who is that guy? (laughs) I don't even know. Um, And I was like, something's up here. Something feels wrong. I really miss home and I want to go home. And I was, I had insomnia. I was crying. And so I said to my manager, I just don't know. Like, I, why don't they just replace me with someone like, I don't know, like Rachel Bilson. I just met her no, at the Toronto didn't. Film Festival. Yes, I did. This is the part you don't know. I was like, I should be perfect for it. And she's at that age. And I just feel like I could go home and it's fine. And we can just cut our losses and I can just do the next job. Like, it's okay. Like, I just want to go home. I was missing everyone. The worst insomnia of my entire life. And I just was like, I'm done. I quit. And he was like, well, I don't really know how it works. And anyway, so I planted the seed with my manager. And then my manager was like, you know what, Doug is considering replacing you with Rachel Bilson. And I was like, oh my God. And they're like, they're going to try and make sure her dates work. Cause I think you were still working on the I OC still at the time. The OC, yeah. You're still yeah. shooting the OC. And so mm-hmm. I was waiting with bated breath, like, please oh say they're going to work. God. Please say they're going to work. And then I got the call, like, yep, they're going to make it work with Rachel. <gasps> and I was like, oh my God, it was such a celebration that for me. so crazy crazy weird like even the fact that that ever came out of your mouth the timing all the connections which is so weird and I remember Simon Kinberg who wrote you know adapted it yes they him and Doug went and watched The Last Kiss because Mm -hmm. they were considering this is the story I heard after the fact yes to see but they went to watch the movie for Jacinda Barrett Oh, oh, really? Wow. Get yes. out. Oh. They went to watch the movie for Jacinda uh, and they came chills. out of it and they were like, but wait, what about, no, what about her? Like, and it was just this crazy. Anyway, the whole thing is this so is fucking crazy. How crazy. And I had just said to Doug as well, like I had just seen Rachel and she's the best ever. And, and like between like me and my manager and my boyfriend and my best friend who they had actually sent my best friend home like a few weeks early just Mm. to like have me be focused on trying to forge some chemistry with Hayden Christensen on the film. Um, They were like, we'll just send all your people away and you'll be on your own. I was like, okay. Anyway, I, um, I remember being like, she would literally be perfect for this role. Like this would be the perfect person. And then it was like the universe listened to everyone. And then That's you are the master manifester. Doing, you are, yeah, you literally girl. changed my life. Yeah, I was like, I cha- I, this is the craziest thing because that's where you met Hayden. I know. He's like the baby daddy. And I just, yep. it's the most insane story. It's like sliding doors. Imagine if that didn't happen. Like Briar yes. wouldn't be here. Briar, oh, There'd you got the no, no, I can't. How that insane is, so is this? Nuts. It just shows that every single thing is happening for a reason. Yeah, and it's like it could feel like a loss. Like someone else could have taken that as a loss in your situation, but yes. it's like, oh, this isn't personal. This baby needs to be born. bigger things at play here I was able to buy my mum a house with the money so back in the day it's not really like this anymore you it was pay or play right so that's where you get paid so even if you don't do the movie because I got replaced me and Tom both got replaced with Rachel and um Hayden 
we still got paid the money. So I was still able to buy my mum a house as a surprise. I surprised her with this house and filled it like every drawer. I filled it with things. And it was my greatest dream to buy my mum a house. And I was like, Jumper bought my mum her house and brought you Hayden, which brought you Briar. Briar. That's is so, so wild. And then in a crazy twist, I met Adam Brody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. Later. There's more. <laughs> yeah, wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who was your ex-boyfriend or you yep. you were sort of in the process of bro- breaking up, I think. Yeah, that was towards the end of our relationship. Yes. When you got Jumper and then he was my next boyfriend after <laughs> Stewie. <laughs> and he, and this is so wild. Like it's literally. So, it's so crazy. I it's mean, so crazy. It's, it's, just, it's insane. And you know, what's so funny. Cause like normally when you hear about people dating your exes and you're like, eh, I loved you so much. And when like, you know, I came into jumper and you wound up leaving and having met you and you were just so incredible to me. And then you wound up dating Adam. I was like, cool. Like I felt supportive. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I remember, remember? I yeah. was not mad at <laughs> no. it. She'd always be like, yeah, but I like her. Like, she's yeah. Cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I can funny. definitely, you know, be the person be like, uh, no, <laughs> yeah. that new gal. Yeah. I wasn't like that at all. <laughs> like same with me when you did jumper, I was like, I love her so much. And this is so, and then when I heard that you and Hayden got together, I was like, A, I'm not surprised. B, they're the cutest couple in all the land and literally that makes me so happy and then I heard <laughs> and you had a baby and all these I things know. so I was like all these puzzle pieces had to I come know. into play right. for so life crazy. to unfold in the way that it did and I love it and that's why I love the universe so much oh my god oh. the universe and ever since our our when you were on our podcast and the manifesting and I know we've talked about it so many things we have manifested I mean it's crazy <gasps> yes oh wait you need to tell us that yes. story, Olivia. Yes, we yes. Had this, um, you guys have got to go back and listen to the episode. If you haven't heard it, it's this magical episode where we all come together and we're such we high become vibes. Sisters. We, we became <laughs> sisters. Yeah, that was the moment of deep love. Um, and it then was. Olivia manifested this whole other like part of her life. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. I mean, you guys, honestly, that I, I call it a session because that's what it felt like. <laughs> yes, with us. Mm-hmm. it did. Yeah. It felt like like a healing session. There's so much that happened in there. But, um, you know, the full story is, is since doing this podcast, there's parts of me that would kind of ache when people would talk about certain things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I shut the door on a certain part of my life for so long. And Recently, I started to open that door up little by little, but you guys were talking about manifesting and Teresa, you were saying the big thing, like the thing you think is too big like that. And then Sarah said, and when you get that feeling, when you get those gut feelings to act on it instantly, not to wait. And so I went home and I was like reflecting and I help people do this, like aside from the podcast and acting and all of that, I coach people and I'm always trying to help them manifest the biggest thing. And I'm like, what am I not facing? Mm. Like, what is it that is so big? I haven't dared to let myself play with yet. And I thought about writing. I was like writing my own projects and acting, you know? So the next morning, six or something in the morning, I got this gut instinct about a girl 
that I hadn't spoken to in 10 years, but I've seen that she's writing, directing, acting, making her own films, just killing it. And so I text her instead of waiting. Yeah. I, in that moment, I pulled my car over on the way to getting my kids from school. And I said, Hey, this may seem weird. It's six in the morning and (laughs) getting um, your kids to school, probably getting my kids to school. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I said, it may seem weird, but I'm doing this thing where I'm trusting my gut and going with my instincts right now. And you came to mind to mind and I would love to pick your brain on writing. And she's like, that's so insane. I've been thinking about you. What? We ended up meeting um, two days later, sat for four hours. We're now coaching each other. So I do life coaching and she's coaching me on writing. We're writing a script. We've got oh like three other scripts we're working on. She ended up meeting Rachel. We've been pulled in as executive producers on one of her films. <gasps> I ended up getting she a has a movie. movie. Yeah, her, oh, like, yeah, wait, no, you have to tell that part too. Yeah. And then I ended up getting a movie. I went home and did the like, I am a working, I like did all the things because wow. you guys like reinvested me in possibility and hope and inspiration. I'm oh. telling you, you guys impacted my life oh in my massive gosh. Oh my gosh. Way. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Goosebumps. Oh my yeah, gosh. Got a movie. Yeah. Okay. A like, movie. Yes. yes. Tell us. So, so then, yeah, I went home and redid my like, I am statements and like, really was like, I'm going to stop pretending I don't want this thing. Yeah. And I said yes to it. And then I got a call from a really good friend of mine that's a casting director. And, you know, he's like, put, go on tape. Rachel recorded me and Mm -hmm. I ended up getting it. And it was like (sighs) a really good part. And I won't say the name of it, but this is more about the manifestation than it is any of that stuff. Yes. But, um, I directly correlate it to our podcast that we do. Oh my gosh. That is so deeply meaningful to me. (laughs) Me Wow. It's so true. All right. As you guys know, we are, we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. 
we always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next, and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness, it's self-love, it's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. Spring is here and school is coming to a close and life could not be crazier. Um, So one of the things that has helped our family so much on those super packed weekends and weekdays with sports and school and all the things has been Green Chef. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portion and prep quality whole foods. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced protein, and chef-designed recipes in every box. And for our family, we have two people who are gluten-free. So it's been amazing picking out these like gluten-free recipes with the kids. You can find clean meals to suit your lifestyle with preferences like Mediterranean, plant-based, gluten-free, protein-packed, keto, calorie-smart, and gut health. My kids love following along with the Green Chef recipes, pulling them out of the box, looking at the pictures, putting everything together. They put on their little aprons and we do it as a family. It's so fast. It saved us so much time. And it's been something really fun to do together and teach the kids new recipes. You guys can go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Okay, guys, check out Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I love it so much because it also like re-inspires. I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. yeah, like we also have to listen back to that and like feel reinvigorated again in it because I lost my manifesting mojo for a couple of months, but it's coming back. It's coming back. I actually think, and I was writing this the other day to somebody, but I was like, it's weird. Like I felt like there was so much um, 
energy. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it because I've never, it's not like I've ever been like trained in any of this stuff. Right. But there was so much energy at the beginning of the year, like all the way up through like April where I really felt like, okay, there was like such a connection to the other side or like the mm. energy was like flowing so good. Mm-hmm. And then it was weird. It was almost like it went away and I forgot it even existed. And it was like, Same. I wasn't even thinking about it. And it was like, just bye-bye for the whole summer. And then weirdly, (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye. And then weirdly, like just last month, it started to feel like all of a sudden I started getting like the tingly feelings again, where it was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, weird. Like, I feel like I'm not alone here. Like, I feel like I can connect with my dad, like on the other side, like there was just all this stuff coming. And I was like, is the veil thinning? Is it like the time of year is like, what is it? You know, but I do think it kind of goes hand in hand with that whole there's times in your life when you feel like, oh, I'm really connecting and I'm manifesting and all. And then sometimes it feels like it's not there and it's not happening. You kind of feel like you're in a funk about it. And then something reopens or inspires and it's back again. So Mm. anyway, it's just like, yes, I feel it's as you're getting it back. It's like sprinkling in. I think that's the most important part is it's ebbs and flows, right? Mm -hmm. And we're all going to have our moments where we forget and that's why it's so important the company you keep. Yes. Right? Because yes. when we forget, someone else remembers. And it's always yeah. like, we're always like, it's like hot potato. You're passing yeah. it back and forth because you can't keep that 100% of the time. Like in order to go through growth spurts, it yes. has to get uncomfortable for a minute, right? But you need the always. people around you that are lifting you up and reminding you of what's possible. Well, call it, call it a coincidence or whatever, but, um, I would like to say that it was the universe, but I turned to Eric one day and I was like, Oh, I just really, I really feel like if I'm going to wean winter, I need to like go away for two days. Like I just need Mm -hmm. to like, like that's what happened with Esme is that I had to go away and then it was Mm -hmm. able to like really fully happen. And then I could move on to like the next chapter with her. But like, I just feel like I need to go away. And I have been saying to Tez, like, I don't know what I want to do for my 40th. Like, It'd be fun to like, I don't know, go off on like a little adventure for a couple of days, but that's never going to happen. And then like, or maybe we go to dinner with some friends or like whatever. And I couldn't decide on anything because I'm a Libra and we're always like this, you know, and I'm like, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I'm fine with whatever. And then weirdly, like two days later, I get a text from these guys and they're like, do you want to go? This is crazy. Do you want to go on a two day trip with us? And I'm like, this is my trip. What? (laughs) I know. This is the trip we were talking about. I know. I couldn't believe when you said that. You're like, I just said I needed to go away for two days to wean. And we're literally like, want to go away for two days on this adventure? That's like really random, but fun. But like, (laughs) we do want Uh, to. Let's make it happen. Yes, we do. Yes. Oh my God. This is the sort of thing. I feel like as parents, it's so rare to show up for yourself and do something mm. solely for yourself. It's or every yes. day. It's like meeting the needs of other people in your family, right? Mm-hmm. So this felt so like wobbly to me. I was like, oh, can I? I don't. Oh, that's so strange. Like it felt so mm-hmm. foreign to say yes to something which is like in service of self. But it's that thing where it's like we always say it. We say it in our book. You can't pour from an empty cup. And right. even though Mark initially was like, whoa, what? He then was <laughs> like, this is going to be really good for you. It's going to be yes. so good yes. for you to just be like, I can't eat. I don't even know what it's like to be in a 
a bed on my own. I, I was right. going to say, I, same. Yeah. What I is know. that? <laughs> what what so does that feel like? I don't it's know. So we probably wild. won't sleep. <laughs> no, I won't sleep. I know. But I'll like, probably be missing. Like, oh. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's like they become your security blanket. I know. <laughs> they really do. They do. But I'm the same way because I never do anything for myself ever. Yeah. So like even for, for me as well, it's like doing something like this is a big deal. And to go away oh. for two nights and my daughter, she's not going to be happy. You know, no. <laughs> and that's going to be hard for me. Even still, she's mm-hmm. almost nine and it's still hard, you know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's so important. And I'm just like, you have to do this sometimes, I think. The funny thing is, too, is um, our friend was like, she told the girls that are organizing it. She's like, the three of us can be in one room. And they're like, well, there's one bed. And she's like, yeah, we can be in one room. And the girls were like, take your own rooms, guys. <laughs> <laughs> rooms for you oh and my even God. then we're like we're like oh no, that's but if so room weird with, like, we can just do one yeah <laughs> they're like take a bed go ahead have a good night's <laughs> sleep we're like, we don't know how we don't know what that means <laughs> oh, oh my god gosh. You know? i'm so looking forward to it it's gonna be so nice. it's gonna be so fun i'm just so happy that you you guys especially doing what you're doing with the weaning and everything and it doesn't come without challenges so the fact that you said yes and are gonna show up for yourselves, it's yes. such, you know, I yeah. didn't, you know, Briar, like, I remember night weaning her. She was a little younger than when she stopped completely at three. Uh, so it was similar, you know, and they can talk to you and they're so used to it. And they're like, what the fuck, mom? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Know, these little people, like. I know. They're I like, why, the why are you doing this to me? Oh my God. Why are you doing this to me? Prairie gets physically abusive. Like she oh, yeah. gets abusive. Mark <laughs> always laughs about it, but he, she attacks Mark. She takes it out on Mark, <laughs> which is so funny. She's got these really strong little heels and she kicks like, <laughs> like so insane, boots the crap out of him. And I'm like, he, 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 like laughing. Because it is pretty funny, but she gets angry. She's very, she's very, very angry in the middle of the night. You know, when they're in that half asleep, half awake yes. state, yeah like do I fully wake her up and get her to chill out or do I let her sort of just get this energy out right now <laughs> yeah it's so it's so wild I found it harder for me than my kids mm. and they were both three but I felt like it was harder for me like I craved it I, I didn't know how people parented without it I'm like what do you do when they're like you mean stopping completely when I stopped, when I stopped breastfeeding, it was really hard. Like I yeah. still get the craving where I'm like, mm. oh, it would be so much easier if I could just put this boob when in they're the house. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. On the airplane. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, I know. My heart goes out to anyone who has to be like, right, I've got to make the formula bottle. I've got to get up. I've got, I'm yes. always like, you guys are such troopers. Like that it's is actually troopers. amazing to go and like, do that because I feel like in some ways I had it just so easy to shove the boob in whenever they're upset. Yes. I said that to my friend who just had a baby. She was like, so how often do you breastfeed? I was like, anytime they make a peep, shove it on in. <laughs> she was like, really? I'm like, yeah. I your milk supply. <laughs> yeah, they breathe and you're like, oh. And you're like, oh, oh you go. I know. My, yeah, my sister-in-law, like, so I have a niece, a new niece. She's three oh, months old. Um, uh-huh. And you know, she's on formula in a bottle and like, there's one side of it. It's like, Oh my God, like the freedom, like she just, you know, you can like do things for yourself a lot easier. It seems. But but yeah, but also I'm like, wait, but if she's fussy, you just put the boob in the mouth. So what do you do? 
Yeah, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, I wouldn't even know. Parent? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it was the easiest thing. I told this story, I think, on our podcast. Like, there was one point where my son had stopped breastfeeding, but he was so hysterical on a plane and he hadn't breastfed in like three months. I stuck my boob in his mouth. Yeah. Even yeah. though he was done. And remember when he the milk came eight? back in? He was 14. <laughs> wow. That's wow, 14. Yeah. I could have done with that yesterday. Sarah saw my daughter poet have the most insane tantrum over a smoothie that Sarah brought me a smoothie. And I was like drinking my smoothie and she was like, I want a smoothie. And I was like, uh, okay. And so I gave her some of my smoothie and then she claimed it was hers. So this was her smoothie. But then like <laughs> Bodhi's like, well, I want some of the smoothie. And the forest's like, I want some. Prairie's like, movie, movie. And I was like, oh my God, now we've got to share. All right, so now I'm going to share, <laughs> dissect this into four different parts. But then Poet was not having it. She was like, my smoothie. She turned into the most insane little girl on the ground, <laughs> on her backs, kicking, screaming, crying. I was trying to so many different tactics if only I could have just been like have a boob she would have loved it by the way if I was like yeah, have a boob and yeah. the thought crossed my mind it's so much easier when when prairie's in that place because I'm like here yeah, like just uh-huh. breastfeed um, yeah reg- we're regulating yeah I, I had to neg- and then I finally was like no one gets the smoothie and poured the smoothie down the drain <laughs> and then was like all right she just needs regulation I'm just gonna hold her close I'm gonna talk to her but yeah wow I know it's uh I mean but you guys thing. you you guys have so many children yeah so many so yeah, many, so many children many. and when know? they're together it's we've been spending a lot of time together Sarah and I which we do in these like crazy bursts whenever I'm in town yeah. we're like go 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 let's get together yeah. and then yeah. all the kids just see each other every day and they all look like they're a part of the same family like very yeah. tanned yeah. white blonde hair these big eyes running around there's seven it's, right in there's seven of yeah. us with mm-hmm. us yeah. well you know and Sarah Sarah's considering another one. Yeah. So she'll be bringing lucky number eight <laughs> into the gang. Um, so oh are you pregnant? You're pregnant. No, I'm not. not. I'm not. She's not yet. Not. You'll, you'll know at the tequila tasting. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> not yet. But it'll be, it'll be sort of bang on when we go like round that time, right? Can be the first month of trying. Let's see. I don't know. Although you'll be away. Know. So that sucks. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so you're like, I know her ovulation schedule. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> my period is pretty much on par with yours because I Eric's up. like yeah I, I think too, I'm a few days yeah. behind you oh yeah are you guys yeah. synced up to are you synced up we with are. your best friends are you, we are we are <laughs> you yeah. just got done no right? we no we're not with you but we probably will after our trip no, we'll be on yours but we're synced together up. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just finishing mine you finished yours a few I'm days I'm just finishing we're just finishing ours oh my god oh my god oh my god we're synced up period pals I'm so excited, guys. Tomorrow's my last day. How many more days do you have? Today's my very last. Today's my last. Oh, tomorrow's my last. I'm in day behind. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> period, pals. Wait, period so we're pals. all going to be ovulating when we go away. Yeah. Wait, be right? so we're all going to be like really. Bring the vibrators. Oh, my God. <laughs> you see us all gyrating on the back of the horses. Like, oh. I'm like, wow, Teresa really knows how to ride a horse. I'm not really body rolling the back of the horse. Oh like, I love it so much. It's so fun. I did not know what you were saying, and then it hit me, and it was. 
because I really did want to transition. I know, I know. Go there, go there, go there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to calm down. Anyway, pivoting. Um, Transitioning. (laughs) Transitioning. Oh, God. Okay, so uh, we should talk about parenting a little bit because I actually, and we have a bit, but I really want to dive in. Olivia, I have so many questions for you because – you talk so beautifully about your parenting journey with your sons um, and in particular your relationship with Shepherd and all your love and all the growth and everything you've navigated with him. Who, by the way, your children, can we just talk for a second? How gorgeous. Oh, I the most. It's ridiculous. Gorgeous. You know when you're like, oh, they're cute kids, like, her kids are seriously next level. Like, anyone's going to look at those kids and be like, are you shitting me? Like it's like as if AI (laughs) generated like a picture of like the cutest possible kid. AI is like, here we go. This is what they look like. Like forget it. I mean, both of them. Elliot's like just eight and you look at his face. Like he had a hoodie on last weekend and I'm just looking at his face with his eyes eyes. and I was like, get the fuck out of here. Those kids, (laughs) they're the kids with the tan skin, the biggest brightest blue eyes you've ever seen and then brown hair i'm like oh watch out like watch out like seriously but all um, our little girls yeah watch out i know i know (laughs) my girls can't meet them yet no no not allowed um (laughs) they're so sweet too tell me about like your parenting journey i want to hear it all oh boy (laughs) um so as far elliot you know elliot was that that was all typical, right? Yeah. Um, and then Shepard came along and I got diagnosed with something called IUGR. I'm not mm. sure if you're familiar with IUGR. that, but it's no. it's interuterine growth restriction, where basically they I, we went and we got measured and they said the baby's not growing. And uh. so they were like, we have to watch it. That was really dark. That was a very dark period. I remember Rachel coming to my house to like cook for my husband and kids. And like, I was just in bed. Like she was like, I just want him out, like get him out safely. Take him mm. out. Like you were I was traumatized. Traumatized. Mm. And how far along were you? Oh, I was like 33 or 34 weeks. Yeah. Like 34 weeks. Yeah. And a really dear friend of mine had lost a baby mm. um, full term. So I was still traumatized by that yeah mm-hmm. and so then when we went and got him remeasured they're like he's got to come out now and mm. so when he was born he was four pounds he it wasn't that he was premature he had stopped growing wow. and so yeah it was a journey I mean we did 30 days in the NICU mm. and he was on oxygen support for 30 of those days and oh my god every day it was like the truth is we didn't know if he was going to live or die. And I was, <sighs> this was me for 30 days. Yeah. <sighs> like I just held him on my chest. Rachel came to see me. She'd bring me like food. Cook. I couldn't see anyone. Mm-hmm. Anyone other than, um, I, are you the only person that came? I? Maybe Leah. Maybe Leah. Like I was in trauma for a yeah, long I'm time. Sure. And then yeah. when... When we were going to leave the hospital, they said, you have to be, he has to be on oxygen support. So we took him home. He was on oxygen for four months. But oh. when we were leaving the NICU, uh, he failed his hearing screening. Oh. And everyone would be like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. That happens. You know, kept testing, kept testing, kept failing. And so 
we, you know, we found out he had hearing loss and we were kind of like, what does that even mean? Hearing loss? Like, can he yeah. hear? Can he not hear? Is he deaf? Is he, then we were thinking he was blind, remember? Mm-hmm. Cause he wouldn't <sighs> like engage. And we were like, what is going on? So that was probably the scariest time of my life. Cause we really didn't know what was going on with him. And it was kind of like, my body kept telling me something was very wrong mm-hmm. and everyone would be like, Oh, he's going to grow out of it. It's fine. And I, it was infuriating to me because I knew inside that there was something that wasn't being detected. Mm. And so we got him home four months on oxygen. And then through the journey, it was like, he should be talking, even though he's partially deaf, like he should be talking. He's not he should be this, he should be that, all of those things. And then we went and got genetic testing done. And it turns out he has something um, called a chromosomal deletion syndrome, Mm. where a chunk of his chromosome is just missing. And so it's related to lung disease, pulmonary Uh. hypertension, hearing loss, global and developmental um, delay, learning disabilities, all oh, the things that wow. shattering news. It was, I remember you calling us, our other best friend, Leah, we were, we were in the car together. You called us and we all were just crying. Like you were oh. a wreck. We were a wreck. It was just devastating. Oh, yeah. Like I want to cry right now thinking about it. Just oh, that yeah. moment of like really taking in because for, this was just last year. Yeah, we just got that diagnosis last year. So yeah, so three oh, years. Three wow. years of like, what, you know, what is yes. like, what is it? They're using sign language and that was going well, you know, but like not really knowing what, you was know, that? what it yeah. was. Yeah. And, and really that was the hardest part was the not knowing and mm-hmm. feeling like my whole life was in specialists. Like we were at lung disease to can he see can he hear can he all of these things and the not knowing was really devastating to me in a way where I will say Shepard is my biggest spiritual teacher to date because he Mm. taught me surrender he taught me how to live one day at a time and not go further because if I were to go further I'd go into panic attacks Mm -hmm. you know and so it was like is it manageable today like, yeah, mm. he is here today. Is he expressing love a hundred percent? Like he's just such a little lover boy and all of these things. But then once we got that diagnosis, the hardest part with that was I got connected with a few other families across the world. Cause it's so rare. Wow. Yeah. And when we did the research, remember that was mm-hmm. the hardest part mm-hmm. is when we did the research, we saw a lot of these kids with this have died and <sighs> So I, the, all the trauma came back up and then finally I got connected with a few parents and I asked them questions. Like they have older kids, like, are your kids functioning? Like, I didn't even know what kind of questions to ask. Right. Like, do they course. work? Are they independent? And they were like, no, sweetie. And so then it was like, whoa, like the thoughts going through your head when your kid has any difference. You're just like, oh, like, okay, this is something different. Like, how do we adjust to what is? Mm -hmm. And it's a day to day process because some days I'm great with it. And then some days, like just the other day, I had a really hard day because I was like, 
I was looking at him and I was like, he may or may not get some of the things we get, mm-hmm. you know, in life. And oh, I'm going to get him. No. He's so I know, cute. I'm crying now. He's so cute. Oh he's so God. fucking cute. He's, he's so my little cute. godson. Yeah. Oh, Aww. he's your godson? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that he's is. He's everybody's so favorite thing on the planet and you know sometimes <laughs> it's hard like Elliot you know because Shepard definitely gets a lot of the attention we obviously make huge efforts to make sure Elliot's getting it too but it's just mm-hmm. Shepard who he is he's so dynamic and like he commands the room you know yeah. he commands any space he goes into like even a school full of like 500 kids like he everyone will be like, like who's that yeah. <laughs> oh my god! he is that kid oh he's living god. such a joy filled life that is he's amazing. got swag he does i'm telling you he walks in he's just like he's so swaggy, he's so, swaggy. so swaggy oh my yeah. god what a dude and uh, how does your older son how does elliot navigate it has what have those conversations been like with him does he fully grasp what's going on he does i mean not i wouldn't say fully because i don't think he knows what some of it means what some of it means but here the, he deals with it absolutely beautiful. Like mm. he's the best big brother I've ever seen. Oh. He is die hard for Shepard. Shepard beats the <laughs> shit out of Elliot. Daily. <laughs> beats the shit. He kicked his tooth oh out once. He did. He oh kicked my his god. Tooth. <laughs> oh my god. It's amazing. That is so, so major. Brothers. Wow. <laughs> but Elliot will do things, and this is what like I'll get a little bit like stressed about is like we'll be going to sleep and Elliot will be like okay, so when I'm older, I'm going to need to get an apartment and then I'm going to need to hire a babysitter because obviously I'm going to have to take care of Shepard and like, oh my God. what if I want to leave the house? Like, <gasps> I don't want to leave him. And like, we're just like, wow. Elliot, first of all, Shepard is not your responsibility. Like, we are doing everything we can to make sure Shepard lives to his full potential. Mm-hmm. And right now, let's be real. If Shepard's hungry, he will go get a bowl and go bring me the cereal. And Elliot sits on the couch and says he's hungry. I'm like, so let's see who's taking care of him. Right. That's <laughs> oh, so, so true. Oh my oh gosh. My that makes me like that love of a sibling just makes me cry so much because like uh, it kills me. I don't know what it is, but it's I look at my kids and like I love my brother so much. I'm gonna cry through this whole conversation. Oh my gosh. Um, I love my brother so much. He's so special. Special, but like I do think about the biggest challenges that I've gone through in my life and our family, especially with like losing my father and like whatever it is. It's like, you know, my brother, he's like my guy. He's the person I call. And like you think about the siblings that like the gift of having a sibling for Elliot, like, you know, he's understanding love in such a different capacity, like the way that he's learning to caretake and love and be there and that, you know, navigating and negotiating like everything that must go on in your family with them like what a what a beautiful um gift for him for his life and the soul that he is Mm. that he's like the brother to shepherd like that is amazing Mm, they were meant to have each other yeah it's just it's something for me because i just have briar and that's been a big thing because i'm so close to my brother too yeah you know i can't imagine growing up without a sibling 
And so I struggle with that sometimes because Briar yes. doesn't have one and she does, you know, like someone to go through things with, or like when your parents aren't yeah. here anymore or yeah. any of that. And it, it's really hard. And of course there's some positives that I think about, you know, cause it's her and I, like we have such a strong relationship, but that's the amazing, yeah. I'm an only child, but that I, I was going to offer up that that is the most amazing part is that relationship to mother. Like when it's just the two of you, Yeah, like my mom, my mom's here. My mom's with me all the time. Oh, yeah, And like, yeah. she travels with me everywhere and it's like her and I, and she, I love hearing this. Yes. Yeah. And so, and I did, like, I was a lonely child. Like I was, I was, it's not always the way for all only children, but I think I ended up having a bunch of children because my experience was like, I really want to have a sibling. And there are moments where I'm like, oh, no one will love my mom the way I love my mom. And no one will care about her in her like aging process. And as she's like moving towards the end of her life, the way I Mm -hmm. am going to, even though my husband is so supportive and my kids love her so much, like it's on my shoulders. And that sometimes is like a, a big sort of download to process, Mm -hmm. but also like the gift. I do not know anyone as close to their parent as I am like the the amount yeah. even just the physical time that I spent with my mom my <laughs> mom is with us all the time and it's because I we always had each other and I bet you when Briar grows up it's going to be you and her and you're going to be grandma with all those little grandkids and you're going to be traveling around with her <laughs> and you're going to have that like amazing life with her which is so beautiful I think that two things. One Briar's like, you're not allowed to have another baby. Like she's just like, there's no version <laughs> of me having a sibling. Like it's just me. But the other side, like I remember her being so little and us laying in bed together and her putting her hand like on my face and like holding oh. my face and looking at me. And I was like, oh, oh you're going to take care of me. Yeah. Like it was a moment where it just like flashed forward and oh, I was like, oh, geez. you're going to take care of me. You know, like you, it's you and me, you know? Yeah. And that was just such a trip. And to think like, that is what happens. You know what you're it saying, is. Teresa? Like, and you become a team, like you've been yeah. a team forever. Right. Like, and I'm still in a team with my mom. Like it's me and my mom and the kids. And yes, it's Mark too, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> I actually couldn't do this. Like I could not do this without my mom. And we we're in this life together and we're yeah. having, and sometimes like I found this journal the other day. It was when I was doing jumper. Oh my God, this is no. so crazy. It was when I was doing jumper no. and I was really stressed and I was moving through a lot of big feelings and my mum had taken my journal my mum was there with me taking my journal and had flipped like 50 pages forward to like a blank page and had written in there and I've I had never read it before and because I found it I was just flicking through and I saw this I was like oh what is this and it was a note from my mum and it was like one day you'll find this um I want to say like, I'm so proud of you and I love you. And I just can't believe that we're here and we're doing these things that we're doing together. And, Mm. you know, I love you so much and all these things. And I read it to her and I was like, mom, you wrote this to me. This was like 17 years ago. (laughs) Wow. And we're still doing these things together and we're still having this life. And this is incredible. So 
Anyway, oh the flip God. side to being an only child is that like beautiful. Yeah. I love hearing dynamic. that and both sides yeah. of it, you know, yeah. and I, I, I have a question for you because as you were talking, you know, Mark's aware, like your mom's in it with you. How does he deal with your mom being such a crucial part of like the whole family dynamic? He deals with it really well. I have definitely had other partners in the past um, who've been like, whoa, your, your mom's around a lot. Right, <laughs> who just right. didn't, didn't fully understand. But Mark is so patient with her and so beautiful with her. And I think he really recognizes the immense value my mom brings to the kids' lives. She's just pure love, pure mm, gentleness. She's so gentle. She, she's so <laughs> gentle. She's so sweet. She's just like a safe place for them to land. And he knows that we couldn't do it without my mom. Right. We just couldn't. Like he, it gives it affords him the freedom to be able to come and go, to be able to go to different countries when I'm filming and I'm stuck in mm -hmm. one place. He can go and visit Isaac overseas and he can, because I have my mum mm holding yeah. down the fort with me. Mm -hmm. uh, again, like mum and I are in that team. Yeah. So we like even just with domestic duties and, and all the yeah, things. Yeah, of course. So he has been wonderful about it. There are definitely times when he's like, oh, my God, I just want my own space. Mm -hmm. And sometimes <laughs> we'll take it because also I, I try and send my mom like home to go and have time to herself where she doesn't have a grandchild jumping on mm -hmm. her or asking for a snack or whatever because I think it's good for her to have her own time too. But she very quickly gets lonely. So, yeah, um, yeah but he's been really beautiful about it I have to say yeah I know you know I have the same setup with my mom she's helped me the whole time Briar's you know been around and she comes with me when I work and all of that and it's such a blessing that I can do that and I have that but I I would imagine some partners like it really is telling like how they handle that dynamic I think yeah it's a big it thing is. for sure he's been the only one of like yeah. my long-term partners that I've had right. who's he's just been like, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's why he's my husband. <laughs> but it helps with everything. Like that's, it's invaluable. Even just when my mom's at my house, it's like, what yeah. are we making for dinner? What just even having yes. someone to say those things out loud to mm -hmm. makes life easier. Like totally. What are we going to do for breakfast right. today? What do we, it's just like that camaraderie and that partnership that, I don't know. I can also be kind of an asshole to my mom. Me though, too. So I have. I feel like we slip into those dynamics. <sighs> I, we do. It's we hard. definitely slip into those dynamics. I catch <laughs> myself. I can be a real, I, I used to be like a fucking dick. Like I used to be like condescending or snappy or whatever, but yeah. I'll catch myself now because I always, yeah. through Sarah, I think I actually like remind myself of the things that Sarah says when she reflects about losing her dad. And, mm. and I remind the kids too, like my mom is such a pushover. Like the kids can do and say, yeah. like they could get iPad all day long if they wanted from my mom or they right. could get whatever <laughs> amount of sugar they want from my mom. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> I want to remind you like Nana, we don't have Nana forever. We, do, right, we yeah. don't have them forever. And I just know that if I haven't like shifted my dynamic with my mom and the way that I communicate with her, I know that one day when she's not here, I'm going to look back and be like sitting in a place of like deep regret that I didn't make yeah. those fundamental changes mm. in our dynamic 
but it still will come up. It's like a default thing. It's like a default back to the teenager. I was going to say it must be a default to like being 13, 14, 15 years old because that was like such a, you know, I don't know, pivotal moment in your life or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I did the same thing where like that things would drive me nuts and I would just like snap back at my mom. And now as an adult, like I've found myself going back to that place. And, and I've, I remember before my dad died, my dad said to me, like, you know, I just, one thing that I really want you to think about is, you know, your relationship with your mom, like she really needs you. And, um, and I just want you to like, just go easy on her, be gentle with her. And I was like, uh, what okay and I remember like thinking that I had been working on that for so long if not that I was ever like horrible to her or anything but you're a teenager you think you know everything and like you know and then as you grow and evolve and whatever you've you've definitely take on stuff in your life where you're like why does my mom not know that and why doesn't she do this or like you know whatever and I think that there's like expectations that we have for people in our lives and so we're like putting all these big expectations on someone and that's not fair they're like really unfair expectations because if we've done all this growth and then you go back to somebody and you're like expecting them to understand and be at that yeah. same place right it's just like yeah. so not that's not okay and so anyway that's the thing that I always go back to in my head is like thinking about what my dad said and going like what do I want out of this like the same mm-hmm. thing the same end is going to happen like the same end goal in this conversation can I go easy with her and like be gentle and and not let emotion rise and not revert back to that 13 year old girl that was like oh whatever I know everything right. <laughs> and um can I instead like have this conversation and get to the end of it and not let all of that build inside of me. So anyway, it's been a, you know, it's, it's hard a journey. It's hard. Those it relationships are so tough. hard. What I remind myself of, and I did it the other day cause I almost snapped at my mom. I might've a little bit, like a teeny bit. And then I, I reversed it and was like, Hey, sorry, this is yeah. where this was coming from. But what I have to remind myself is it's not my job to teach her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She's 80 years old. She is who she is and like love and tolerance and life on life's terms and lowering the expectations and seeing what the intention behind her is because she'll jump straight to fear and I'll react and be like, why do you have to go to the fear? We're thinking optimistic and, you know, and it's yeah. like, I can do that for myself. I don't yeah. need to push it upon other people. Right. If she wants to be in fear and that's where she's comfortable. Who am I to say how she should be? Mm. And that's the hardest part because yes. I want to tell her and teach her. I think you can do it in a way that if her fear is triggering to you, you could put up a loving boundary. Like it's okay for you to have those feelings, like whatever it is. But because of the way it has an impact on me, I ask that you just take that to another friend or you take that to someone else because I'm in this protective space. So you can can allow them to be their self. But if you need to put boundaries in place, that's also okay, which I have had to do with my mom. We actually have a quite a significant boundary, which is um, 
with religion. So we don't, Mm. that's her sacred thing. And she believes the things that she believes. And I have tried changing her in the past. And it got (laughs) to a point, (laughs) got to a point where I was like, that serves her. And that is like the fabric of who she is. And I'm going to totally respect her headspace. I'm going to make sure she gets to church every Sunday because that is so important to her. And we just have the boundary that she's not going to try and instill in us like her beliefs and we're not going to do the same thing with her. It's just, it's just mutual respect. You be your way, we be ours Mm -hmm. and we're not going to bring it up with each other because that's when people get triggered. I'll get triggered from my Catholic upbringing and how it's manifested itself in my life. And she'll get triggered because of like her deep sadness that I'm no longer, Mm. you know, a woman of faith or that particular faith. Yeah. I think that there, you know, it just brings up boundaries. And I think even in relationships or whatever, if there's different political views, like all of those things, it's like, well, if you have the agreement or the boundary, like you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. I mean, I think certain things are non-negotiables probably, but I think that's really smart to have come to that place though. It's all about accepting because it's hard to accept, especially people that close to you, like your mom, you're like, no, 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 you're just wrong. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) But what about being indoctrinated? And then she's just like, no, no. I'm like, okay, we're we're not going there. We're not even going to go there. I'm going to stop myself. But it's hard when the kids come home and they're like, well, when we go to heaven, Jesus will be here and I'll have to repent for my sins. And I'm like, hi, ha, ha. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's hard, so, right? It is. It's it is. So but hard. it's like going to come at them no matter what in life, like who yeah. they hear it from or whatever. And so it's That's just right. like, yeah. I was like, just believe what you want to believe. Everyone believes something and you get to choose what you believe. <laughs> So I, I love um, meeting other blended families because obviously we're in a world where not everyone stays together and <laughs> oftentimes there are kids involved and then you have a child that's moving from one family to the other and in our situation, that's my stepson, Isaac. He um, is with us when we're in LA and then when we're not, when we're overseas, um, we obviously have a really strong relationship with his parents and we're all on text thread and we keep up with what he's doing. But in the early years, it was pretty hard for him going from family to family. Um, There was like such an adjustment period. Every time he came to our house, he was adjusting and he'd have to like FaceTime his mum a lot to check in and just Mm. to feel settled. And then vice versa, he'd go to his mum's and then he'd be really missing us and he'd want to just be in contact a lot those first few days. And it was, it was just sort of this dance that we did for a long time. And now that he's 15, it feels pretty seamless. Um, and I know you're obviously not there yet, Briar's not yet nine. How has your experience been with a blended having a blended family and what is it like to like not when she's not with you like what does that look like well I mean it's it's so hard to be away from your child right and in my situation I'm with her most of the time even if she sees her dad a lot but we're Mm -hmm. so connected that she doesn't love to sleep without me and we're working on it because she does need to have that time with her dad as well and she does it just leans more my way. Yeah. Um, we haven't, I was like that. You were like that too? 
Yeah. 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 Well, I grew up, you know, my parents divorced when I was nine and I would have to go back and forth, but it was the same thing. I wanted to be at my mom's and with, with my mom. mom. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was my dad probably on the weekend sometime. I can't remember now, but I definitely was a little bit. Um, but I haven't had to do the blended family thing yet. Cause I'm, you know, that hasn't happened. Uh, but as far as being a, f- a family that's not together, I think Briar was so young. So her friends, I've heard her have conversations with her friends. Oh, oh this is the like, best. That's the tea. Yeah, that's and the tea. And they just like talk about it, you know, and I hear Briar say, well, I don't even remember what it was like with my parents living in the same house. Like she doesn't oh, even. She can't even. She yeah, wasn't she even have three. Context. She was two. Almost three, but she was yeah. two, you know? Wow. When yeah. yeah. So for her, she doesn't really know any different. Um, which I think is a blessing in a lot of ways. Uh absolutely. But yes. I think that adjustment, that transition, I think that is hard. And I think she has a hard time with it even now, you know, going yeah. to like her dad got a new house, so she's had a hard time transitioning with that. Like she would sleep um at his house a lot easier when it was the house she knew for so long but now with the new house like we've run into that so with kids there's so many transitions and like how they're dealing with it and her dad and I are both so supportive of her and her feelings and I think that's why her dad you know is like of course if she wants to be with you and she's feeling you know like she needs that right now he supports it fully even though he sees her a lot it's just the Mm, sleeping I'm talking about yeah but like you know so we deal with that but you know she has to get we're working on it. And that's, it's, it's just nice that both of us are so supportive of what Mm. she's feeling. Yeah. That's the most important thing. I think if you can keep the child at the center and just like make sure that they're feeling regulated and that you're listening Mm -hmm. to their needs. Like Mm -hmm. we would have some nights where I like Mark would be more like, no, he's got to stay here. He's meant to be with us. And I was like, I really think we should drive him back to Frankie's. Like he's so sad. And I just think it's okay for him not to be here tonight because he's meant to be here tonight. Like it's actually okay for him to go back to his mom's house. And I distinctly, like I remember when Bodhi was a baby, I remember driving Isaac back at like, 8.30 p.m. and his bedtime was like 7.30 like to his mom's because he'd been crying and he missed her and and I just remember like that feeling that feeling I know the feeling too like and it always happens at night (laughs) time you know that vulnerability I remember lying in bed I would never sleep out at friends houses yes I would never sleep out and that's why Brian is not sleeping at friends houses either it's like the same thing I was the same way it's like I want to be home I want to be in my bed I want to be with my mom and I think that's okay yeah yeah Yeah. so okay it's a healthy attachment it's your mom yeah and no shade to men whatsoever but I do think the kids at that young age, it's like, there's something that a mom offers that, you know, if they're lucky enough to have a mom, they really want that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I grew up with divorced parents too. So it's like, wasn't even a question. Like I wanted to be with the mom. Yeah. 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 I remember the fear at like, I would, I'd have such a great day at my dad's house. We'd have so much fun doing things together. And then it would like, the sun would start setting. And I remember oh, yeah. the feeling where I was like, 
oh God, I have to like lie in this little bed in this big house. Mm. My dad had a really mm. big house and my mom had a really small house. And I remember being like, oh my God, this big house, which is so funny because I've bought that big house now off my dad. <laughs> right. I, and there's I a reason my yeah. kids are yeah. like, they all sleep together in the one bed at this house. <laughs> but like, I'm like, oh Was my God. Was that the haunted house? Yes. It's the haunted house. Yes. It's the haunted okay. house. And I would hear yeah. the koalas <laughs> at nighttime being like, ooh, ooh, ooh. they make the weirdest noise, by the way. And I thought it was a boogeyman and I'd be so oh. terrified. But because I had a stepmom, I couldn't like run into like their bed and snuggle in with them. Like that oh, would just not be okay. Man. So I was just How old so. Were you? I was, I, I'm remember right now, I'm remembering this at like eight eight years old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like in my head I'm eight lying in the bed being like I just want to go back to my mom's house Aww. and when I got my car when I was 16 even though I could drive around and do whatever I wanted I did I did just end up staying at my mom's I chose to just stay with mm-hmm. my mom and mm-hmm. what I did instead was I would have a weekly dinner with my dad where mm-hmm. like we'd have a two-hour dinner together and we'd like download everything and I'd like drive to dinner and see him and but that pull was still towards my mother like yeah. it was, it was still there, and maybe it's that mm. only child thing. But yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, Rachel, you said you have a brother, right? Yes, I have an older brother, and then I have two much younger half sisters. Oh, really? Twenty one and sixteen. So oh wow, yeah, wow. much younger. Sixteen, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Wow, I know. So growing up, it was my brother and I. Yes, yeah. yeah. Hardcore mm. torture. I swear mm. to God, what I survived. He was <laughs> older than you. Yes. Yeah. He's older. four years older. Okay. Oh, four. Okay. My brother and I are four years apart too. Oh, really? Are you older or younger? I'm the oldest. I actually had a brother who was born before me who passed away. He was three years old, and then um, I was born like the next. I was. I was the pregnancy like a month later after the baby. You know, my mom lost the baby. We told so. like a crazy three years story. Old? Yeah, he had yeah. cancer. Yeah, he had oh, cancer. No. Yes. No. So I was born after. So I have definitely all the oldest sibling tendencies, but I think my like thing of wanting to have a big family was because I always longed for the like, person that wasn't there. Yeah. Oh my goodness, and, you're oh, making me cry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Which is why I think your sibling thing, like when you talk about siblings, it's like it hits me so hard just yeah. because like – there was, I think, a like because we had such a major loss in our family mm-hmm. that my brother and I, even though we didn't know him, like we always felt it. It was yes, always yeah, there. Of course. And mm-hmm. so for us, it was just like a, a like, you know, it was a heaviness. Like I every year I wanted to hear about it. And my mom mm-hmm. like had to talk to tell the stories and like, mm-hmm. you know, she, she told the story in the podcast. Him. I can't. I cannot. She yeah, did. my mom. mom yes. Yeah. She actually told the story on the podcast um right when we first started. So if you guys didn't hear it, you should go back and I'm listen go- to this I'm episode. Go- I'm going back and listening. But she told it because she had like a really crazy encounter with um with a person this woman who was like a candy striper who came in and like gave them this gift of like a poem. And the poem was about like letting go. And my brother was like sick. He'd had like 30 surgeries and he'd been in the hospital for like a year. And um, it was like his third year of life. And so she, it was like this poem that was basically like, you need to like, you know, let go. And they went, they read it and they went out to thank her. And then they were right across from the nurse's station 
And um, the nurse was like, there was no candy striper. There was no like volunteer here today. Mm-hmm. They were like, they don't work on, you know, Wednesdays or whatever it was. And my mom was like, no, they, they were, she was just here. She just gave, she us, gave this us this home. And she was like, I've been sitting right here across from your room. No one's walked in and out of your room this whole time. I, I like, can't. I, uh, all yeah. yes I so like the story is crazy so my mom yeah, tells you the story to because to yeah because the story is just like it's wild and she um it was like the moment when she could finally let go and say goodbye to him and he died the next day so oh my god it was um it was really powerful and you know sad but anyway that's the reason like I think for that's the reason I was talking about that Olivia with your beautiful story is just because like you know with tragedies and family or like whatever it's like sometimes you know you have this beautiful relationship with Briar and Teresa you had this amazing relationship with your mother and like in our family like we had my parents and each other but like we needed a lot because of what had you know transpired before we were even earthside (laughs) it's just crazy right wow and I do feel like we get what we need I I agree right (laughs) Yes. It, it, it shows up different on everyone, but I feel like we do get what we need in some way. Yeah. It's so interesting. I, I want to say, you guys, this has been like, what a journey this podcast episode <laughs> has been. Oh my gosh. Like, I, I haven't laughed that hard in so long. Oh and then I went from that immediately pivoting into like into, being so deeply moved. I was moved thinking, like, we just talked crying. about riding a horse. This is just, it's just how, it's just how we roll. This is how, how we, we, like, it is so true. But Olivia, you're Ugh. unbelievable. Like, I'm so yes. moved by you. You haven't I'm even so... tapped into like everything that her. Lo- we'll have to go there. I know. Like, I'm dying too. Yeah. I want to hear all the things. Um, and just yeah, like unpack everything with you guys all the time. This is why yeah, I'm so excited. We're gonna about have to recap trip. after our trip. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna come back yes. on us. We're gonna have yeah, a we're gonna go on your podcast <laughs> and we'll yeah, have a yeah. recap. But, well. um, you're you're both such brilliant women and such dear friends of ours. And I was saying to Sarah, it's so special to meet such aligned people later on in life. I find mm-hmm. that they're the most exciting friendships because you're so yeah. much more dropped into who you are the older you mm-hmm. are. And to meet you guys at this age, I'm like, oh, this is exciting. This is so fun and we are so grateful that you came on the show today and shared all the things that you did um <laughs> and we can't wait to have this party with you <laughs> really yes. so, so we're so excited, excited. I know. Yeah. Oh. they knew it the minute yeah. when when you guys came and sat down we're like oh those are our people oh like, yes. it just felt like that kindred yep. you know kindred souls and it's just the beginning and we have like so much more to do. More hours of podcasting. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so much more. We really do. Oh, well, love thank you guys. you guys so much thank for coming you so on. Much. Love you. We love you. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Woo! And then to all of our to all of our amazing daisies, go listen to Broad Ideas podcast with Rachel and Olivia. It is so awesome. We love it. We've been on it and we're yep. going to be on it again. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, right. But uh, daisies, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.